The Conspiracy Podcast contains adult language, suggestive themes, sexual situations, and discussions of some pretty horrific events. Basically, all the good stuff. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Conspiracy. Um, if you don't know by now, what is this? Episode 23? Episode 23. If you don't know who I am by episode 23, <laughs> stop listening. I don't want you anymore. Okay? But she's, if you're new, I'm Elizabeth. It's so nice to meet you. She's Fizz. Fizz? I'm Janae. She's feisty. And she's Blady. What does that mean? Uh, it just rhymes with Liz. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's been Fizz, a long day. And Blady. Can I mean, jizz instead. Blady. <laughs> you are every night. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Welcome to the podcast, Welcome everyone. To the podcast. Bye, uh, Mom. <laughs> I had a random ass dream last night. No, the night before. I can't remember. That I haven't had in 15 years. It was about my dead sister. I was oh, ask, I was just I gonna be ask. I was gonna it was. About your dead I have sister. not had a dream with her in it in like fifteen years. In this dream, once again, my niece was in it, mm. and all I was doing in the dream was crying. Like, of course, I was just <laughs> crying my. But like, it was a weird dream because I was like younger. Okay. Like I was like ten or twelve, but like when when she died, I was fifteen, so it didn't make any sense. But like, I was crying and crying, and I still couldn't see my sister. The only thing I could see of my sister was a picture. Like, I could not physically see her, whereas, like, my niece was, like, there. Oh, physically huh. in front of me. So, and like, your I'm sister like, was there, but you couldn't see her. It's like, I don't understand. And also, why, randomly, I'm, like, waiting. I'm like, great, what does this mean? Now that I had this dream, 15 years later, she's going to pop up. It's because she listens to child, the podcast. Is my child just going to start talking to her or something, since he likes to talk to dead people? Who knows? Well, I know Scudder's probably a regular listener by now, and so he probably let her know that we just talked about her in the oh, sleep paralysis episode. She's like, oh, hey, I'm here. I'm not really here, but I'm here. Yeah. Talking about, oh, yeah, we're talking about him seeing ghosts <laughs> and shit and talking to ghosts. You know, that's up your alley. It is. It is. That's <laughs> Renee every oh. night. She's like putting a spell on him or a curse on him. Like, mm, yeah, spirits, go to the child. <laughs> go. So, I'm in my nightly rituals as I'm doing my, my PM skincare routine. I'm like, and dear spirits, please go and haunt Katie's children tonight. <laughs> and um, make sure to wake him up. See, one child would run like like scared shitless, and the other one would just sit in the room and have conversations with him. Exactly. Them. Exactly. He'd be like little Danny Torrance. <sighs> no. 
it's fine as long as they're nice and they don't cause harm and I don't ever have to see them I just I don't want to see them that's fine yeah no that's it's cool I mean you will eventually no they can stay with the smog of the child no eventually I mean if he keeps talking to them eventually you're gonna run into a tulpa situation where you it brings them to fruition okay you're welcome no. oh. nice <laughs> Speaking of hauntings, are you guys so excited to talk about I am. our topic? I am. And actually, yes, that was a perfect segue. I am incredibly Thanks. excited to talk about a haunting. First, let's talk about the tea we're spilling today. Yes, it's spilling extra delicious. I've already had two and a half cups. So, no surprise, we are drinking a tea from August Uncommon. Whoop, whoop. Our absolute favorite. This one is called Arabesque, mm. which my little tiny four-year-old ballet self absolutely loves. Oh, it reminds me of Big Little Lies, Arabella. Oh, yes. <laughs> bitch child. Bitch child? Mm -hmm. She was rough in the first season. <sighs> she was. Blaming the wrong child? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it, but this, unlike Arabella, this is a great tea. It's an aromatic green tea with orange and vanilla. And because this is August Uncommon, and this is one of the reasons I love them, when they say that there's orange in this tea they literally mean that there are dehydrated yes. orange pieces in this tea like Delish. you can see the orange chunks it is so fantastic and there's real madagascar vanilla in it which you can definitely taste it's like it's like uh you're indulging with a creamsicle but yes. it's also green yes. tea so like it's healthy anyway but it feels like a treat perfect. Yes. yes if this was iced it would take away my sweet tooth at night that's true Yes, we oh man, we'll we'll somehow parlay this into a story we do in the summer and make it iced somehow. Or um, we can make ice with cream. Ice with cream. It. We can make ice cream mm. with it. <gasps> yes, we can do that. Oh my god. You're we, welcome. We have an ice cream maker. Oh yeah. I have salt. <gasps> I have matcha powder. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Oh Alright, so we're doing that this summer. And the reason uh, I thought this would be a good tea for this episode is this really, like, I know this might be a weird stretch. Oh, boy. But to me, this tastes like a good, like, little parlor tea. It's true. Like, one it's you true. would, like, sit in a room with, like, some guests. Some witches. And, sip on, and some witches. Maybe one. Maybe one really mean witch. Who knows? While bells are ringing. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if she was mean. Okay. She was really mean and incredibly racist. Like, oh, yeah, that's okay. true. I actually wanted to talk about that in my notes, but she was so racist that I was like, I'm I didn't go into great not. detail of that. I'm sorry. I'm just going to not. Yes. Like, she literally, like, kicked a black woman out of the house because she said she smelled so bad. Hmm. Anyways, not anybody in this room. We're all great and not racist. So true. Very true. <laughs> she whispers. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. That was for the ASMR listeners. Oh, hello. hello. No, ASMR listeners has to have to pay extra. Oh, yeah. Um, if there are any ASMR listeners out there and you just want to hear some more whispers or some sounds or anything. Join Katie's ASMR OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> It's just me down here at the end when Liz and Renee have gone away and home and I've snuck back into Renee's house and I'm just whispering into the mic. Anyways, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this it. number. Let's do a spooky real ghost story. Ooh. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what she probably sounded. 
had a lot of practice. <laughs> With the tongue and the hot dog shape and everything. Just like that. <laughs> Renee is the, is the real bell witch. <laughs> but like the liberal version. The bell long. witch, which I, I, I've, I heard of it from the pop culture aspect of it, but I never actually researched it and knew what the hell it really was. So... I still don't. I just did a little research here and there, and Liz and Renee are gonna help me. Yeah, put it's it together. Kind of fun, honestly, yes. when you don't know like everything about it, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun because you feel like you're learning along with everyone. Right. I like to teach. Wow. I didn't know a ton about it until I got this book, which Handy I'm gonna, the authenticated history of the Bell Witch, and she went and all other the way stories to Tennessee, of the dug it up out of the ground, and it looks like it. I did buy it in Tennessee. I bought it at this amazing used bookstore called McKay's, which is wow. my favorite place in the whole world. Nice. And I remember seeing it and being like, I have to have it. Uh. But it's really great. she was calling you. I would highly recommend it, despite the fact that it is crazy racist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both Damn. the book. Well, both the witch and the person who wrote the book. Damn. Ugh. Yeah, it's got that thing where when a black person is talking, they do like the pigeon English. Oh. Okay. It's That's my, my least favorite thing that people do, though, in books. It ruins it And movies me. and TV. It ruins and everything. it for me. Every time it was one of those, I would just like flip pages yeah. and be like, just get it's me like to great. So You they... mean all the acting they used to do in the 1930s when they would just paint over white people's faces <laughs> with the brown and they would you just like Justin send them Trudeau? on? Wow. Who was my daddy for so long until that moment? He ruined everything. I didn't know it was bad. Honey, we knew it was bad in the 60s. Like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we ran off again. We're going right. to continue to do that. We can't ever stay on, stay on track. But people like podcasts like that. We Nobody need, like, likes we need, book like, shock, podcasts. We need shock callers that anytime we, we need, like, Kat down here. Anytime we get off topic, she's just, like, shocking each of us. I feel great <laughs> about the off topic because people no, no, love no. it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It would just be funny to do that one day to see how many times we actually get off topic. So (laughs) we are covering the Bell Witch. Mm. So the Bell Witch starts off. um, The whole story is about a family, the Bell family, John Bell and his family, who they moved to Robertson County, Tennessee in the early 1800s. And things were pretty normal and whatnot for the family up until about 1817 and then things started to get a little weird basically what happened and i'm gonna let liz talk a little bit more about what exactly john bell saw but uh john bell um saw something on his land one night and uh kind of did something that stirred some shit up and all of a sudden this evil spirit decides to come out and torment the bell family um, the main targets of the torment were Betsy Bell and John Bell himself. This story, I mean, considering it happened in, like, 1817, like, nobody mm-hmm. hears about that shit. Also, they didn't have internet, they didn't have phones and shit like we do now, but somehow the story of the Bell family curse kind of traveled along. Yeah. You know, across uh, the country. And way. people are like, holy shit, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. So, um... Someone who caught the attention, it caught the attention of, was Renee's favorite president, Andrew Jackson. Mm. Listen here. (laughs) You know, the $20 bill guy. I just have to go into my Sufjan Stevens happy place when (laughs) I hear the name Andrew Jackson. So, um, yeah, Andrew Jackson did visit the Bell family and their cursed land, but I'm going to tell that story in a minute. 
first I want to kind of say that uh, nobody really knows where the curse of the Bell Witch came from and why the Bell family was the target of it. Um, some people speculate a few things here and there that uh, he had a dispute with a neighbor of the family. Her name was Kate Batts, which, once again, I'm going to let Liz kind of <coughs> mention that a little bit later um, and kind of go into that. People believe that she cursed the family. Uh, another theory is involves Betsy Bell and Joshua Gardner. And Joshua Gardner was actually Betsy's, like, lover or something like that. Yeah, they he were, was like, a classmates. really sweet guy. Yeah, he, he was, was super really cute. They were going to get married. But the theory is that a school teacher of Betsy and Joshua, Richard Powell, was actually really in love with Betsy. And the whole thing was an elaborate hoax um, that Richard Powell actually did in a way to make Josh leave Betsy. And Joshua was also a big target to the Bell Witch, according to what people noticed and witnessed. And Yeah, the Bell Witch didn't like him. Yeah, so it in turn spooked Josh, and Joshua and Betsy broke up. Yeah, Betsy and was like, I can't do this to fucking you. fucking Richard Powell ended up marrying Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, Betsy was like, yes, I love you, but it's clear that she's going to continue tormenting exactly. both of us. I don't want to do that to you. I want you to lead a good life. So. And then Betsy's like, mm-hmm, okay, I'll marry you. Even well, though you're claiming was, to, to be in control years. of all of this. Right. It well, was years and years He was years also after. their school teacher, which means yes. he was much older than them, which is. He you know, was uh, about 15 weird. years older than her. So, like I said before, this story, especially at the time that it was, piqued a lot of people's in- uh, interest. So people from miles away came to see or hear the evil spirit who was causing mayhem for the Bell family. And as I mentioned before, Renee's loving oh, yeah, Andrew Jackson, who, oh, no, no you're not going to go into, into Andrew Jackson, but <laughs> General Andrew Jackson brought some of his men with him and they set up camp at the Bell family's place. Jackson wanted to literally confront the spirit or he wanted to leave being able to tell people it was all a hoax. But what Jackson actually encountered terrified him and his men. Good. And Jackson was quoted as saying... I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than to have to fight the Bell Witch. Clearly, she showed him what was up. Like, the Bell Witch was was like, hey, Andrew Jackson, fuck off, bitch. (laughs) She said, like, so. Okay, I just want to know if she said shit like that. (laughs) Yes. I mean, she didn't swear. Fuck you, bitch. But she she didn't, I mean. I know. Well, actually, no, like, a lot of times in uh, Recollections, which most of the ones I'll talk about are from Richard Bell, who was... I don't know if he was the youngest son. He might have been the second youngest. But she would, if she didn't like you, she would curse you up and down until you got so scared you left. And she did it to multiple people. Like, especially people who tried to come in the house, which I assume, like, Andrew Jackson did. But a lot of people who tried to come into the house to try and disprove her, um, one of her favorite tricks to do would be, she would be quiet for, like, two days so they were like, oh, haha, what bell witch? Haha, I guess I've scared her away. And then she would be like, you thought you did? And then she would just gotcha, like, bitch. berate them. Yeah, the and, bell like, witch was a troll. She was, she was yeah. a troll before she internet really trolls were. Yeah, she was literally <laughs> a racist troll. God damn. She really, she would be like Trump 2020 uh, if she was alive today. Yeah, she'd probably get tattooed uh, on her forehead. Uh, like, around. So, MV Ingram. I said alive and then I was like, well, she wasn't. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, 
M.V. Ingram wrote a book in 1894 called An Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch. This is it. Which is what Renee has. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, this is it. By Martin Van Buren Ingram. Is his name Martin Van Buren Ingram? Yeah, that's where I got my notes from online. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Damn. Wow. So in this beautiful book that Renee is holding. In my hands. uh, They actually talk about (laughs) Jackson and his men arriving and right away the uneasiness that they felt. Um kind of spooked him his men more than jackson jackson was like i guess trying to be a big badass and like nothing could scare me <laughs> yeah he was, what was his nickname his nickname was old iron high yeah or something? something like something, that ugh, but as the men name. got closer their wagon which was being pulled by horses came to a sudden stop the horses were like trying to pull the wagon mm-hmm. but they weren't budging at all um Jackson told his men to use their strength to get the wagon moving, but nobody could get it moving. It was like they like it was just stuck yeah. in the spot. So Jackson exclaimed, um, by the eternal boys, it is the witch. And after he said that, they all heard a voice come out from the bushes, basically telling them, you caught me and I'll see you later tonight. She was like, huh? oh, my. see you later, bitches. <laughs> yeah. She, yes. She was um, a bad bitch. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not going to go into great detail about what exactly the witch did to the family and kind of her backstory. I'm going to let Liz and Renee uh, talk more about that. But I will say that, like I said, whoever this woman was or entity or whatever this person thing was, definitely (laughs) had it out for John Bell. um, Definitely. Because nobody knows why. No. Like, that's why it's like, what the fuck did he do? Which is when I talk about the one movie... At the end, like, mm-hmm. I'll give the theory or the way that they ended that movie, and who knows if it's fucking true or not. Like, it yeah. would make sense at this point, but anyways, in 1821, she she claims to have had her revenge on John Bell because she took credit for his death. Yes, because there's a vial, mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. knew where it came from. He couldn't from. breathe. Like, his yeah. throat was closing up. Like, nothing. And she like, was like, yeah. I gave it to him. Ha, ha, ha. And they, like, tried the vial yeah. on a cat, and the cat died. Yeah, she was very happy with herself, though, after John Bell's death. She was, like, death. singing songs and cackling yes. while the family was mourning. And after John Bell's death, the witch told the family she would come back in 1828 to visit. And mm-hmm. she did come back. She came back. And she tried to do the same old shit she did before, but the family kind of ignored her and didn't encourage it. And she yeah, was like, they, they like got together and they were like, "We're not going to talk to her. We're not going to." She's encourage like, "God it. damn it!" And I'll go. So in. then she left for like a hundred and something years later, and we don't know. Man. We don't Maybe know. she's back. Liz, tell us Liz about is that gonna witch. Ooh, ooh. Go tell into... us about that witch. Tell us about that witch. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Tell us about that witch. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we nailed that. Okay. Sign well, RCA. So in case you guys missed it the first time, I got my research um, from, I think, where we all got our research, apparently. I feel um, like there's a camera. Look, guys. I know. If only we were streaming. <laughs> if only. But yes. Um, the book is called An Authenticated History of the Bell Witch by Martin Van Buren Ingram. So great. Named after Such the Such a crazy name. Like, Named after our country's 27th best president. Yikes. <laughs> but best mutton chops. True. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't know if this guy also did, but I hope probably. so. Probably. They're Live probably like smaller. Name. Yeah, you gotta. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, he wrote that book um, about the Bell Witch, and he actually published that the poltergeist's name was Kate after the entity claimed at one point to be called Old Kate Bat's Witch. Yeah. So she went by Kate, apparently, which is kind of like soft compared to her personality. Yeah, like they would call her Kate and she would respond. Yeah. Like, hey, Kate. She's like, what's up, bitches? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, because like other members of the family, like when she would, because there was one son, I think one of the older sons, she was very sweet on his wife and she would go visit him. And when she would go visit, the wife would just be like, oh, hello, Kate. What Mm -hmm. do you have to tell me? It's very cute. For such a mean woman. I know. Very cute for such a crazy person. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, so she responded very like nicely to that name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the physical activity centered in on the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, and her father. And Kate expressed particular displeasure when they got in- when Betsy became engaged to Josh. Joshua yeah. Gardner. Unfortunately, because he's such a sweetie. And he was very, well, I guess Katie already mentioned that John passed mm-hmm. he was very sweet to her after john passed. I know. like he was there for her when she was mourning and I know everything it. i know it so but i would like to take y'all back to when the haunting started to 1817 when everyone had dysentery and life was terrible mm-hmm. so just picture yourself there okay okay <laughs> yeah you're on the 8-bit organ trail everybody <laughs> <laughs> my fave you know i try not making that again for the switch Oh, I actually probably would play it. Same. I, oh my god, I would eat that up. Mm-hmm. I just want to find Math Blaster again and play it. I feel that. <laughs> I just want to download Property Brothers again. No, but I'm not I just need to down. Down. I just need to get Math Blaster for my child. Oh my god, he would love. Oh my god. Okay. Continue. <laughs> All right. So. Like I said, 1817, John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog. Um, Bell, for some reason, fired at the animal, which I don't know why you would. It's just a puppy. Um, well, because he thought it was a large dog. Okay. To get, to I like, love big he was, dogs. He was, I mean, this was, you know, before everybody had a dog as a pet. It was a strange dog on his property. And he, I think he was more shooting at it to scare it off. So what you're saying is he shot an important, innocent puppy. Yes. Okay. Thank you. you. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) But it's very weird with like this and the other sightings because it's very much, have you heard of the concept of like not quite a deer? Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like a weird, creepy, like anamorph. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah like when you see a deer walking and it's kind of walking a little strange and, and it doesn't like, look like a deer, deer yeah it's like you're an imposter mm-hmm. are you my nsa agent like are you my great great grandma <laughs> like what's going on is this the cia other than the black dog there's also his son drew saw a large bird and he assumed it was a wild turkey oh which yeah was i remember on that the one of their property mm-hmm. and he ran into the house to get a gun to kill it because like they could eat it but when he got within shooting distance the bird spread its wings and flew away and at this point he realized it was not a turkey but a much larger bird which is like he had never seen before the way that it was described though how he was like approaching it and it was just chilling like that Mm -hmm. is not turkey like that's not turkey like at all and it's another like not quite not not quite a turkey and then betsy poor sweet betsy god doesn't deserve anything uh, anyways, she was walking around their property and she was watching children from other families. I'm assuming like all the account really said is she was watching children. 
Um, but she saw a young girl dressed in green swinging on the limb of a tall oak tree. And then just like it was a girl she'd never seen before. And then the girl disappeared. Nice. And then oh. Dean, the, the servant of the Bell family, was told them he saw a large black dog in front of him in the road every time he went to go visit his wife, Kate, who belonged to a neighbor named Alexander Gunn. Early 1800s, y'all. Sorry. Um, according to Dean, the dog would appear and trot ahead of him until he reached Kate's cabin, and then the dog would disappear. But, like, none of them spoke about these because it didn't seem strange until the haunting started. Well, also, I feel like if you speak about stuff like that in the early 1800s, people are going to be like, okay. You're a witch. All right. Burn her. That's cool. Okay, burn her. Come here. (laughs) Like Renee said, this little Kate Bats witch bell lady, she was trying to get in to the family. Mm -hmm. Whether it was animals or creepy little swinging girls. She was like, hi, hello, I'm here, and I'm here to ruin your life. <laughs> so Literally. Honestly. Literally. So the activity moved to the Bell household with knocking heard along the door and walls. So that's pretty common. I feel like anyone that's ever lived like an old house or been in an old space hears that. Like, not your yes. normal old house creaking sounds, but like knocking and like <clears throat> tapping. Like, that's how you know. I actually heard, I was okay. down here um, editing stuff for my other podcast Stop. last night. Hammer time. Nope. Uh, ghosty time. No. Uh, no. Haunting time. We're not. Don't talk about it or bring it up. Don't bring it into this presence right now. <laughs> Wait until we're gone. And... It was just pipes. Uh-huh. Sure. It was just knocking sure. from the pipes. No. I'm just saying it's a normal thing. No. You, do you knockings. have people in your pipes? No. Just water. How That's a very know? personal question. Exactly. <laughs> do you have people in your pipes? Just one. <laughs> well, technically you've had two come out, so Ooh. maybe you do wow. have people in your pipes. So once the knocking along the door and walls started, the family began to hear sounds of gnawing on the beds mm-hmm. and headboards. <laughs> like, what does that sound like? <laughs> like, like, those that, car- like, like the cartoons when you're eating like a wood corn chop? on the yes. cob. And it's like, <laughs> like, from one side of the headboard yes. to the other. <laughs> I feel like that had to be what it sounded like. Probably. Um, invisible dog fighting yes so that's exciting so it just like got the more they paid attention to it the worse it got and my personal favorite and most terrifying chains dragging along the floor hell no and they're just like no 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 (laughs) they're like getting up in the middle of the night lighting all their candles because they don't have electricity running around the house no electricity no you just have a kerosene lamp and your your neighbor is 50 miles away from you you have nothing you can't escape fast because obviously this thing is like roaming through the air and the bushes and the Mm -hmm. fields and shit like the air and the fields (laughs) and the bushes and the shit (laughs) yes probably in your shit too get off the toilet and she's like what's up this is demons they have pans. There's, yes, they have pans. But no, like, they, they would get up they would search the entire house. They would lift up beds. They would move dressers. And they could not find, like, anything. And it was they pitch even found, like, fucking black at night. Yes. Because they didn't have all the no. fucking cities and lights and no, shit. No, it's pitch like, black. It's just them with a kerosene lamp. Kerosene lantern Mm-mm. going through the house, terrifying. trying to find a rat. But, like, there's no way a rat can get in. And then, like... 
It's fine. It's, it's going to be us in the it's next in the next fifteen years while Jesus. all the ice caps keep melting in Antarctica, and we're all going to die. No, I'm just okay. going in fifteen years. I'm going to be the weird tarot lady from Horse Girl. I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to hear another word. I'm okay. going back to the story. Around this time, so just imagine you're like going about your daily life, you know, like tending to your fields, your bed's getting gnawed on, there's chains dragging along the ground, mm-hmm. you're going to work, just a typical day. Um, so to m- make matters worse, John Bell began experiencing paralysis in his mouth. Yeah. Ooh. And his tongue would swell. <sighs> exactly. The phenomena grew in intensity as the sheets were being pulled from beds while the children were sleeping. And soon, the entity pulled hair and scratched the children with particular emphasis on Betsy, who was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. I know. Poor thing. Eventually, the Bells turned to a family friend, whose name was James Johnston, to help them. They were, like, at a loss. I would have just probably ran away and, like, moved. (laughs) But sure, let's stay in the house. Listen, Terry. I would rather have blood coming out of my butthole than deal with this. Yeah, exactly. It was getting real bad. And, like, they like they tried to keep it super quiet, but then finally they were like, okay, we have to, like, do something. Or we have <laughs> Try to, to contain the spirit. Or Shut we have bitch. to, like, make sure we're not going crazy. Like, we need somebody else to see this. To, exactly. To show we're not, you know. So, he may be awarded with the best friend to ever exist. He is, yeah. Because he's, he's pretty nice. He was like, "Oh, really? Sure, I'll sure. Oh, that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll just come over and stay at your house for a while so I can join in." So one night, James Johnson had gone to bed. It was quiet at the Bell home, and he was awakened by the same phenomena. Mm-hmm. The next morning, he told John Bell that it was a spirit just like in the Bible, which is just. Well, he was super religious. Right, obviously. So, they invited him there because he was like, oh, Jesus yes. will protect us. And he did, like, a whole, like, the night before, he, like, did a whole prayer mm-hmm. thing. They sang. And then James Johnston, that gossipy <laughs> bitch, told the <laughs> whole town and beyond. <laughs> he was trying to help. He was trying to help. He told everyone. But it ended up being, like, a bad thing. Obviously. So then I feel like the Bell Witch was getting kind of antsy. She was like, oh. So you're just going to blow my cover? You're going to tell everyone where I am and what I'm doing? Yeah. So she began to speak out loud. And she was asked, who are you and what do you want? And she answered feebly. Hold on. I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. Mm -hmm. Why does she got to sound like that? Because she's feeble. Because part of the reason she... The more people come, the more power she gets from their energy and their interactions. So as they, as more people pay attention to her, she's, like she's able to speak stronger. Mm-hmm. So she goes from knocks to chains to whis- to whistling to whispering to speaking feebly when more people come. And then she gets a very loud, booming voice. Okay. So at this point, she's she like had- feeding off of the attention. Yes. The spirit offered diverse explanations of why it had appeared, tying its origin to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property, and sent Drew Bell and Bennett Porter on an unproductive search for buried treasure. Oh, yeah, and I can go more in depth <coughs> into both of those, because, like... I do <coughs> not have a hard time believing that that mansion with slaves in it was built on a burial mound. That yeah. seems believable. Yes. So... 
with the emergence of full conversations, what Renee was just saying, so she's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So now she can have like full on conversations with you and she's like passing out messages obviously um she repeated word for word two sermons given 13 miles apart at the same time yeah so creepy and like told them which one she preferred so creepy she was well acquainted with biblical texts and appeared to enjoy the religious arguments so another amusement um the witch shared gossip about activities in other households i would hire her Mm mm-hmm I'd be like, look, you need to come here, go to my boss's house, and tell me everything that she says about us. <laughs> tell me everything that my boss says about everyone that works there at her dinner table and what she tells her au pair, and you come back and you tell me. Yeah, because people would visit, and she'd be like, oh, this you said this and this and this the other night. Or she really liked going to, I think, I think John Bell was from Raleigh. She really liked to go there and, like, report on what was happening mm-hmm. and come back and tell him. Yep, and, like, go into other people's households and be like, he's cheating on his wife with his slave. Yes. <gasps> yes, bitch. She was scandalous. Mm-hmm. So then their good old gossipy friend, John Johnston, devised a test for the witch. Something that no one outside his family would know. Asking the entity what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong. The witch replied in his grandmother's accent with exactly what she said. In the correct accent. Which I'm sure contained the N-word. Right, so I'm just not even going to go there. Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) There was one time, I don't actually don't have this in my notes, but I remember reading it. There was one time where shakers were coming and Mm -hmm. she was like, the shakers aren't going to stop here for dinner today. So she mimics the voice of one of their servants and tells the dogs that they own to go and like sick the Quakers, like in the exact voice of the servant. Yes. And he was like off doing something else, Mm -hmm. but she like, and the dogs went because they thought it was their master. Yeah, exactly. Very. Yeah. She could mimic people's voices. She would, um, it's like in she the Exorcist. Particularly liked um, mimicking uh, James Johnson. She would like mimic his tone and his cadence and like repeat word for word prayers he had said in the house. But at times, you know, she wasn't all bad. The Bell Witch had a, a nice sweet side, mm-hmm. and she favored Lucy, John she Bell's did. wife. She did, old Luce. Apparently, she called her the most perfect woman to walk Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is sweet. Um, so the the witch would give her fresh fruit. And sing hymns to her and showed John Bell Jr. a measure of respect. Like Liz was saying, uh, James Johnson was really a very gossipy bitch and brought a lot of people to their house. And of course, because people are people and when they see a spirit, they want to ask it questions. They started asking questions to the witch and they would ask it like how many people were present in the house or how many miles it was to a certain place. And she would, like, knock on the wall <laughs> for uh. the answer. And it was always correct. Why? Yeah. And so those people told more people, and that's bringing the energy into the house and able to develop further and further. And where she goes from whispering to the feeble speech, like Liz said, and then eventually to, like, her deep, booming voice. Um, after the... The I am a spirit 
now I'm deeply disturbed. Her next main utterance when people were there um, really kind of displayed the depth of her power and what she knew. So John Bell Jr. was set to visit a property a few towns over, which he was hoping to buy. Um, The witch told him not to. It wasn't ready for him to take over yet. Moreover, she tried to, like, sweeten the deal to get him to stay by saying that soon a woman would be coming to town who would be a perfect match for him. Mm. A matchmaker. Right? She was like, you are going to love her. She's gorgeous. She's got baby (laughs) birth and hips for a day. She's going to give you so many children. And he didn't listen and traveled to the property because he thought the revelation was ridiculous. He was like, she has no idea. Probably, this was still pretty early on, so he probably didn't really believe in the whole thing fully. He returned six months later empty-handed. And while he was gone, an elegant young lady from Virginia arrived in their town. But John Jr. never got a chance to meet her as she'd already left before he came back. Dumbass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stubborn-ass man. Talking more about the Indian burial ground, this talking about that was her first time really fucking with the Bell family because somebody asked her who she was and where she came from. And she was always very obtuse. Like, she didn't like to give direct answers. But this time, she was like, oh, I'm a spirit whose bones have been recently disturbed and my tooth was has been lost in the house. <laughs> and this was eerily similar to a recent event where Drew Bell and a friend of his named Corbin Hall found a native gra- uh, gravesite and brought a jawbone from one of the skeletons back to the house. While playing around with it, Corbin had knocked a tooth loose from the jawbone and it had fallen through a crack in the floor. So when John Sr. came home and saw what they'd done, he made the two of them take the jawbone back to the gravesite and rebury it with its body. Mm. But he was unaware a tooth was missing from the jawbone. Oh. So when the witch was like, that's who I am, uh, John senior dug up the floor around the crack where the tooth had fallen and searched the earth for it but when he found nothing the spirit began cackling about the joke she played on fool old jack because she hated him and i don't know why i know she was just chilling um and then the other time liz spoke of uh she told them she was the spirit of a dead emigrant and she'd buried treasure nearby underneath a large rock by a spring So the spirit specified that Drew, along with another local boy named Bennett Porter, must be the ones to dig up the treasure. Which they're like, okay, sure, she's known other things, we'll do this. (laughs) So the two boys went and they took good old James Johnson with them and found the exact rock the spirit had spoken of in the exact place she'd said it was. And they spent the whole day prying the rock up and digging a six-foot square hole in the area underneath it, but found nothing. Once they got back after working all day, the spirit once again had a laugh at their expense and also described their actions throughout the day in a ludicrous way. So she would be like, oh, yeah, and then Bennett said da-da-da-da-da, and then James Johnson just sat by mopping his brow and not helping them out. (laughs) So she heartily made fun of them that night and then would frequently repeat the story when people would come to the house for a visit. So people would come and she'd be like, let me tell you the trick I played on these guys. (laughs) Um, Another weird thing is there were, so it went from being one witch to there being four different characters called Black Dog, Mathematics, uh, Sipocryphy, I don't know how to pronounce that, and Jerusalem. (laughs) Yeah. 
You said, um, what? <laughs> and it was four distinct voices. Black Dog assumed to be the head of the family and spoke in a harsh feminine tone. Oh. Uh, the voices hot. of mathematics and sipocryphy were different, but both of a more delicate feminine tone. And Jerusalem spoke like a little boy. So this, so this, so this spirit entity had some multiple personalities is what I'm getting at. It's like yes. the movie Identity. It really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when people would come over, uh, it would be each character would sing songs and then they would quarrel with each other, employing obscene language and blasphemous oaths, blasphemous oaths, overnight oaths, over, yes. overnight oaths. I know you do <laughs> making a noise like a lot of drunken men fighting. And at this stage, Black Dog would appear as peacemaker, denouncing the others and uttering bitter curses and threats of murder unless they desisted and behaved themselves, and sometimes would apparently thrash Jerusalem unmercifully for disobeying orders. So she's I mean, just having fun reasonable. at this point. She's, she's a crazy bitch. Yeah. So this happened for a little bit, and then I guess Kate got tired of portraying all four characters, so it was plain old Kate from then on. Just the one. Plain old Kate. So another... Obsession, little obsession she had, like Liz mentioned, she was obsessed with Christianity and Christian religion. She would go and listen to sermons all the time and then come back that day and talk about it. She could recite every single Bible verse by heart. Um, you could either ask her to read a chapter and verse and she would recite it immediately. Or you could recite a verse to her and she would correct you mm-hmm. and then tell you where it was located in the Bible. So crazy. Yeah. Um, if she liked a sermon, she would repeat it verbatim, and her favorite reverend was uh, James Gunn. She could mimic his tone and cadence so well, those in the house would swear it was James Gunn himself. It's like, I know it's like on the nose to think that a witch like would not be into that kind of stuff, but it's like... It is. It's very strange. I'm like, why? Because you would think from her other actions that she yeah, would be a demonic entity, but she was just like obsessed and it's weird. She, like, she liked these sermons and she didn't like these and she would read from the Bible and she would recite prayers, but she also very much acted like a demonic entity. Right. And it's typical behavior for demons and entities and like things like that to mimic the Bible mm-hmm. and to like mimic sermons, but like to just be into it and singing it and repeating it is yes. very weird. And she was crazy. She was very interesting in a racist way. In a racist way. <laughs> so, and then she also did, like, her whole traveling thing where you could ask her and be like, oh, what's, uh, these people were supposed to come to dinner. I wonder what they're doing. And she'd be like, well, I'll be right back. Yeah, please hold. Uh, <laughs> a toot too and a skiddle doo And then she oh, would come Lord. back and tell you what was happening. Um, and, of course, because she adored uh, Lucy Bell, she would basically do whatever Lucy wanted. Um, one time Lucy was worried about their son, Jesse, because he'd been traveling and should have been at his house, but she hadn't received any word that he had arrived home yet. So um, Kate told Lucy she'd be right back and she returned soon and told her she had seen Jesse sitting at his table reading by the light of a candle, safe and sound. Aww. And the next day, Jesse came to the house and they asked him if he'd arrived home the night before. He said he had and at one point heard a knock at his door. And before he or his wife could answer it, the door swung open and closed quickly. She's like, I'm here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. And then her love, um, <clears throat> obviously she adored Lucy, 
like Liz said, she said she was what, like the most perfect version of perfect a woman. creature to walk earth, the most perfect creature to walk the earth. Um, this especially manifested as super doting care when old Luce came down with pleurisy. Old Luce. old Luce. I love that. With pleurisy in September of 1820. And I actually looked up what pleurisy was because I had never heard that disease. And it's apparently very similar to pneumonia. It's a lung disease. Mm-hmm. I heard about it on that. This podcast will kill you. Oh, uh, wait, I thought that was like, um, like, I guess it is like all diseases. Yeah. It's an epidemiology podcast. Yeah. Okay. So while Lucy was sick, the voice remained in the mother's room and was very sympathetic towards her, asking constantly, like, oh, Lucy, do you need anything? Can I get you anything? You know, um, she would sing songs to her to try and make her feel better, which I think is super cute. That's so cute. And if Lucy did need something, the spirit would tell somebody exactly where the item could be located so they could get it for her quickly. Um, But despite um, Kate comforting her nigh constantly, uh, Lucy's health was still getting worse. And the rest of the Bell family were starting to worry, especially John. Because, like, what is the witch going to do when her favorite person is dead? Like, if I were John, I would be worrying, too. So, needless to say, because Kate has demonstrated herself to be very intelligent, she caught on to the mourning sentiment in the house pretty quickly and noticed people in the town were starting to bring Lucy special food to snack on in hopes to boost her health. So, the witch somehow went out and found hazelnuts and grapes for Lucy, and she asked Lucy to open her hands and dropped the hazelnuts in them, literally from thin air. Uh, like, they checked... No. The floor, like the floorboards of the floor above her, and there's like not loose or anything. They just came from thin air. What the fuck? I need a bell witch. And then she was like, Lucy, why aren't you eating the hazelnuts? And she's like, I don't have the strength to crack them. So the witch cracked them for her and like set them beside her so she could eat them. And so wild. Why doesn't this shit happen now when we have. Yeah, just imagine. Right here. Like, (laughs) just filming. I mean, we could film that shit now, and they do Mm -hmm. film it on all those fucking ghost shows. They do a little bit. Do they? Um, and like it sounds ridiculous like the whole thing sounds ridiculous like the cracking of hazelnuts and Richard Bell who my information is coming from his recollection of events he insists it happens and he opens up like that section of his story by saying I know this sounds ridiculous and you probably won't believe it but trust me this happened and then after eating the hazelnuts and grapes uh, Lucy started to feel better and it was kind of miraculous Because it was even against, like, the doctor's expectations. There were James Johnson's two sons, John and Calvin, and they loved to come come to the house and talk to Kate. So they were, in Richard's words, they were both very honorable men, (laughs) but were very dissimilar in character. Calvin was a plain man of strict integrity, free from deception, and John was more dexterous of a shrewd investigating turn of mind. And one time, Calvin conceived the idea of asking the witch to shake hands with him. Oh. Now, this was part of the reason he wanted to do this is because the witch was obviously, like, so abusive to Betsy and other members of the Bell family. Like, I don't really want to go into it because it's kind of traumatic, but Richard does tell a story where his brother literally gets beaten to an inch of his life. 
by the witch because he wouldn't get out of bed and she was telling him that he needed to listen to her so it's such a strange relationship that she's got to everyone and everything she's like an abusive mom yeah it's very weird it's like we all have munchausen by proxy via the bell witch (laughs) so um so that was why calvin wanted to shake hands with her to see if he could i don't know feel her Mm -hmm. presence in that way so after it took a lot of persuasion but she agreed to comply on one condition um, that Calvin would first promise not to try to grasp or hold the hand that would be laid in his. Um, he agreed to it, and holding out his hand, in an instant, he felt the pressure of the invisible <gasps> hand. No. Um, he testified that it felt very sensibly and that the touch was soft and delicate, like Mm-mm. the hand of a lady. Um, his brother begged Kate to shake hands with him, saying that he would be um, as honest as his brother was. But the witch refused, telling John, no, you only want a chance to catch me. And then she said, she I, I know you, Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. You are a grand rascal trying to find me out, and mm-hmm. I won't trust you. Exactly. Uh, so there's no doubt the Bell Witch was an intelligent haunting. She was able to relay information, sing songs, replay both events, which had already happened and were going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she played favorites within the Bell family and other townspeople. So... Like Liz said, there were pastors that she preferred over others. So um, wild. So wild. She'd be like, you're, <laughs> you're so, you suck, you suck, you suck, you're cool. <laughs> it's like Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Indeed, there's never really been a haunting like the Bell Witch. I, I don't, I have certainly never heard, and I've read a lot of paranormal. I've never heard say. of a, a haunting like the Bell Witch with this sort of activity and focus on one family mm-hmm. and An this interaction. Sort of like, yes. Like in exactly. depth interactions. Yes. It, insane. Completely insane. And then just to like, like Katie said, where she was like, okay, guys, I'll be back in six years. And then she was. She just, I don't know where she went for those six years. Apparently, Satan called her back. And then I do love how the Bell family was like, oh, oh, nope. We know where this is going to lead. Nope. Uh, mm, Nope. Not this time. (laughs) Not this time. And then I guess she just got pissed off and left. And nothing since. I don't think. I wonder if there's been nothing since, though, or if, like, whoever she's around is just, like, boring. Maybe. Maybe she maybe she keeps knocking on houses and nobody is as interesting as, as the Bell family. Maybe she's on Tinder. <laughs> uh, is, is Swipe Right the good one? Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would Swipe Right. On the Bell Witch? On the Bell Witch, yes. I'll drag chains across your floor, recite Bible verses to you. And I, sometimes I like to disguise myself as a rabbit or a large black dog. Perfect. Swipe. Swipe. Super swipe. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it's called. I don't know. Super this swipe? Was, this was all before my, or after my time. Mm. Mm. All right. Anyway, here we go, bitches. Yes, yes, yes. Here we so, go. So, yeah. So, the Bell Witch. She was a popular bitch back then. And... More than 200 years later, she's still a popular bitch. Yes. Um, people have used the Bell Witch story, um, not just telling literal stories and writing mm-hmm. books and stories, but in TV shows and movies. Um, you have movies like Poltergeist and Paranormal Activity and Amityville Horror that all feature paranormal happenings that are kind of similar to what mm-hmm. happens to the Bell family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have movies like The Blair Witch Project and An American Haunting that have a greater connection to the story. Uh, the Blair Witch Project 
really ties into the the whispers and the voices Mm -hmm. and the strange shit that happens and being able to kind of control people and like like just doing the weird random shit and the terrifying shit which i mean if you haven't seen the blair witch project it's good it holds up watch I it, it i saw it when i was nine years old and it scared oh the shit out of me why um because my family was like let's watch the Blair witch project wow. <laughs> we hate our child um, yeah it, with us. it is a way better story than paranormal activity when it comes to the handheld like you know, mm-hmm. like the oh, first yeah. encounter, like whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. like the whole movie shit. And uh, it's first got, person. And it's also got there you go. the um how it escalates. Yeah. Like the more the more frightened they are and the more they yep. try to interact, the worse it gets. Yeah, and y'all know the movie. You know the scene where the person has like the snot coming out of their nose because mm-hmm. the cameras and she's like, I'm so scared. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great God, movie. movie. Watch mm-hmm. it. I haven't um, seen it in a long time. I haven't either. But yeah. Oh, fix that. And let's have a movie night. Movie night. Woo! <laughs> the next one um, is An American Haunting, which An American Haunting um, is, a, is a horror movie based on the actual hauntings of the Bell family. Um, it's, Where can I watch it? It stars, uh, I don't know, um, probably just rent it from, like, YouTube. <laughs> rent. Maybe Amazon Prime? Yeah. Rent. What am I, a poor? Yeah, me. A That's poor. me. <laughs> Um, one poor. Which, one, by the way, two if pours, I give you the inf- can you log me back into your Hulu? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. Anyways, aside from that, um, so yeah, an American haunting starring Donald Sutherland and Sissy Spacek. I love Donald Sutherland. Um, yeah, Same. literally, uh, it's got John Bell played by Donald Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. Sissy Spacek that plays uh, Lucy Bell, and their daughter Betsy Bell. Now, an American haunting. Wait. I don't know who plays their daughter. Oh, I was it's like, like Rachel I was like, she plays something both? Wood. No. Evan Rachel Wood? No, it's not Evan Rachel Wood. It's, I wish. It's on I can't Tubi TV and IMD TV. I oh, Tubi's free. I, yeah, it says free with ads. What are no, you? No, no, no. Tubi's like completely free. Anyways. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Watch it. So do you want me to spoil it then? Because I'm about to get no, spoilers. Spoil it, okay. I need the story. Just go. I mean, no, it's, you don't know what, ha- the re- like, so in American Haunting, it, it, it tells the story of, all the weird paranormal shit that's happening. Mm-hmm. But the ending comes with John Bell running to Kate Batts to ask her to end his life because, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I'm going to spoil it. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm still going to watch it. Liz doesn't want me to. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll close my ears. So the story, the story um, that they go with in American Haunting is that they're saying that Betsy is being tormented and and haunted, and John Bell is also, and the whole family is because John Bell was sexually abusing Betsy Bell. Oh. Yes. Oh. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The storyline is really interesting in that way because, like, the in like one of the major scenes in the movie, which if you haven't seen it, I'm so sorry. You should have probably skipped this, but whatever. I mean, um, if you've done any research into the Bell Witch, like, right. But they the story that, like, the one that. scene is, like, there's, like, a scene where, like, that's fine. Where what Betsy's, Betsy's, watch the movie first. Oh, like, okay. tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Betsy's pajamas mm. were being washed and there was blood on them from losing her virginity and on her sheets. So, that's how they tie it in, which, honestly, nobody, like, like we all said, nobody really knows where, who, why they're being yeah. haunted. So that theory to me is kind of interesting because yeah. 
maybe that's also why she hated John Bell so much. It could be. Like, maybe. And and maybe, so aside from all the pop culture, if you're curious about the Bell Witch and you want to possibly try to, like, catch a glimpse or, like, have a conversation with her or, like, you know, whatever, all Consult you have to do Ouija. is travel on over to Adams, Tennessee. Um, unfortunately, the Bell family home has been torn down from the mass amount of people that l- literally have traveled since the 1800s to come see them. Like, the house mm. was just so... Tattered. Yeah, shit. And yeah. Uh, so the, it's torn down. But there's I'm still... I'm sure loved that. <laughs> there's still the Bell Witch Cave and the Bell Farm, um, where some action still happens. From legends and stories told today, she still comes and goes as she pleases. Oh, I'm sure. Um, she's still mm-hmm. seen and heard even today. And we're going to take a trip because, you know, Tennessee is just a jump, hop, skip over the so river and through the woods from us. So, yeah, yeah. I go to Chattanooga all the time just for fun. Be on the listen. Be on the listen. Be on the listen. For when we make our trip on up to the Bale Witch Cave. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do live. a live episode mm-hmm. there. Yes. And it'll be like Blair Witch Project. Yes. <laughs> we'll do a Blair Witch style. Yes. And I'll be we'll the one die. that's not coming out of my then, nose because things are always coming out of my nose for some reason. Anyways, I hope you got properly spooked, guys. Thank you for listening again to one of our paranormal spooky stories. Is that your paranormal voice? That was Goosebumps, bitch. It was. Oh, it just sounded like... Is it higher pitch? I think I was looking. But yes, you can still visit the Bell Witch Cave and see the farmland where the Bell family were tormented. Um, I recommend you go because why not? You That's know, true. Could be fun. Could be fun. What's what's better than being haunted by a witch? Follow us on Instagram, yes. Conspiracy Podcast ATL. We post fun things and we have fun there, so you should join us. Um, if you want to talk conspiracy with us, you can follow us on Twitter at the Conspiracy. The only Conspiracy. The only Conspiracy. Just kidding. The, the username is the Conspiracy, but we're the only. But we're the only Conspiracy. We're the only ones. We're spilling the, the only tea. ones. Spilling um, nut ear. And give us five wow. stars by going to ratethispodcast.com slash conspiracy. <laughs> I just stab myself in the eye with my fingernail. <laughs> They're getting too long. <laughs> Liz is a pirate now. Anyways, I hope that you guys loved our epi. Yes, epi. please. Um, yeah, like I said, <laughs> give us a five star review and rate and tell us what you liked about it. And... Tell us what you hate it, I guess, if you no, want to. only tell us the good stuff, okay? If you have something negative to say, just send us a DM. If you have something negative to say, say it to anybody else. <laughs> just find a random person on the internet and send it to them, because we yeah. don't care. Just email it to info at conspiracy.com. Email it to... And it'll come back to you and just read it to yourself. May I, uh, just email it to chadkroger at nickelback.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> Email it to photograph at nickelback.com. Look at this photograph. Like that vine. Look at this graph. And it's just a line graph. Anyways, I gotta go see a man about a meme. I love you guys. (laughs) Love you guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Like anybody, I would like to live. I just want to do God's will. Just to go. But I want you to know.